Welcome to Table Manners Podcast. Table Manners. Create your own lane with your host, Emmett Combs and Tremaine Wright. Us against the world, let's get it. As they share conversations about real estate. Invest in things that you understand. Life. I had to believe in myself like never before. Passion. Make something you 100% love. And career with influential people in our community. This is Table Manners Podcast. I am Emmett Combs, man. Welcome to the Table Manners Podcast with CP. So um, today we have Marquise McKenzie with um, owner of the Dirt Master, entrepreneur. Man, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Well, first of all, I appreciate you for allowing me to come on your podcast today. Um, again, I really appreciate that considering me, um, Marquise, owner of the Dirt Master, founder of Community Outreach Enterprise, um, nonprofit organization teaching entrepreneurship to at-risk youth. Um, I'm just about giving back to the community, man, and having fun with it. That's what's up. That's what's up. So you say um, the nonprofit, the nonprofit, the community outreach. So what what got you into that? Um, so just being incarcerated at a young age, um, and I know a lot of reasons I made decisions after trying to get money. Um, and I know a lot of these young men running wild in the streets doing the same thing about money. And I was like, you know, what can I, I can bring a connection, just teaching entrepreneurship, because that changed my life. And I know if I could show them how to get the same amount, as even more money, doing it the legal way, I think I can save a lot of their lives out here. That's what's up, man. That's, that's pretty inspiring. Um, I know I met you a couple years back, <laughs> and I know you've been grinding. I've been seeing you. I've been watching you. So what like, what got you started into business? What made you say, you know, I'm done with the, with the corporate world, the regular nine to five? I want to start my own. Right. So, um, like I said, when I got incarcerated at the age of 15, um, you know, I went out and committed a crime just thinking I'm a juvenile and get a slap on the wrist. Um, but unfortunately, I got a wake-up call and you know, a life-turning thing. So I ended up going to prison at an early <laughs> age. Um, I ended up becoming a convicted felon. At 15? At 15. Got charged wow. as an adult. Um, so in the state of Florida, if you commit a crime that's, you know, that's serious enough from normally with a firearm, they can take you out of the juvenile system and charge you as an adult. So that's what happened to me um, at that age. And becoming a convicted felon, I knew that, you know, there's going to be a lot of barriers that are coming to me. Um, and I got, a, you know, a lot of different opportunities when I came home. But after a while, I got tired of those opportunities. Um, and I also thought about starting a business when I was in prison. Um, so for some reason, growing up, my mom used to make us clean a lot. And I just never understood why. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, maybe she just wanted us to be clean, right? Um, so when I got incarcerated, right, when I was in the county jail, um, and for some reason, I become the houseman. Mm-hmm. And the houseman, one of my duties was cleaning. And for some reason, like, when I was cleaning, and I was at the lowest point of my life, and when I was cleaning, for some reason, it just made me feel at peace. Still don't know, like, all right, this is my passion. Still never knew it, right? So I ended up going to prison, and I... And I was at a youth in the account, and it's a lot of kids, uh, you know what I'm saying, they say jits, right? So uh-huh. it's a lot of fights going on, a lot of whole bunch of BS going on, because you got a lot of kids just, just crashing, we young. So they took away all of our rights from us, like no canteen, no TV, no visitation. And it was like, the way y'all going to get this stuff back, y'all had to compete for it. And it was like, you had to compete by cleaning. So I'm like, all right, cool. And I was the houseman. So for like six months straight, my dorm came in first place, right? First place. So I'm like, if I could do this for free, and they come in here white finger glove and checking all this stuff, and we passing it. 
I can do it when I get home. So that what really got me, you know, and I didn't start it when I came home because I would, you know, reality hit me and I was just trying to find my groove back into society. So, so how long, how long was you incarcerated? So altogether, I had a six year sentence. I did two years incarcerated and four years on probation, but I got two of those years terminated early because of good behavior, but I had a six year sentence. So you went in at 15 yep. and you came out at 17? Uh, 18, right when 18. I was eight, because I, I was, when I was in there, I was turning 16, so I came out right on my 18th oh, birthday. Gotcha, gotcha. Man, so how was that? How was that spending, you know what I mean, the last of your, your teen years and incarcerated? How was that? For me, to be honest with you, I think I needed it. You know what I'm saying? Because I had, at that time, I had gave up on life. Um, at the age of 15, I was like, I want to be the biggest drug dealer by the time I'm 30. And I started to carry out different acts, you know what I'm saying, to get me to that level. And I ain't, I ain't had no hope. I wasn't going to make it. And the crazy thing about it, the day before I committed my crime, I had done so much stuff. I was like, this weekend when we go out, the first person that I rob, I'm going to kill him. And I got caught for my robbery charge the day before the weekend. I think God knew that my heart was like really there to try to kill somebody. So, and I ended up committing a robbery Thursday night. And I really didn't even want to do it because I wanted to make it to Friday. Cause I was like, nobody around me got a body. I'm gonna be the first one. I'm gonna put a lot of fear in a lot of people's hearts and stuff. And but God had other plans when I ain't make it to Friday. Oh, Amen. <laughs> man, look, sometimes, you know, we got to take the good with the bad. But Definitely. Sometimes, you know, that, that's the wake up call. Man, that, that's all I want to say. That's a blessing, honestly. Yeah, definitely is, man. Definitely, yeah. I think about that all the time, all the time. Wow. So, all right. So we had we had a couple of years to sit back and think about it. So when you got out, what was that turning point? Like, how was it once you got out? Like, what was that turning point where you know you knew you had to start your own business? Um. So like I said, I, had, I started going to college. Then after a while, I saw about partying, right? And I was like, man, that's when I realized college ain't for people that ain't these guys. <laughs> So you know, I so went. Did you have a Did you have a problem like trying to get into college with the? No, with the to be honest with you, but they accept me. They accepted me with my background. Um, and I even got a job. That was my first job at Valencia College. You know, I told them my story, and it was like just for somebody that went through everything that you did and still trying to come out on. Like they gave me an opportunity, so I had a job at on the school campus for about a year and a half. Um, then I said I just started partying, and <laughs> ever since oh, then man. it went down. Oh, <laughs> 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 um, you know that financial aid money. You know what I'm saying? You know I'm still living with moms, you know what I'm saying? This money free. So, you know, I didn't know gotcha. what to do. So I saw because So I, no student loans? No, nah, I, I did take student loans out after a while, but that's when, when I lost my financial aid. So I had to take student oh, loans man. out. But I was doing good without no student loans or nothing. Um, but after that, you know what I'm saying? I ended up finding myself at a KLC job. Um, then I was working a call center job. Um, and from there, I had a lot of different opportunities. And I just got tired, like, working up on the people management. Um, when you work on the people that's not really, like, passionate about what they do, and they just there for the money, like, you know what I'm saying? They treat their employees anyways. And I just, like, I just knew that I was a leader, and I couldn't just stand for nothing. So I just, like, gotcha. it's time to go. So the dirt master. <laughs> Tell me about the dirt massacre because, like, that's when I met you. Right. I met you when you, I don't know if you were just getting in business, but the dirt master. I remember seeing the car. I remember you hit me up. And, and from that, that point on, like, I, it's like I always saw you. It's like I saw you everywhere. Right. So, <laughs> how did the dirt master, master come along? Like, so the, what was the mentality? So, I came across that. Um, I came up with the dirt master while I was in prison because I was like, when you so only thing something needs cleaning when it's dirty. So, mm -hmm. I was like, I want to be the master of cleaning. The dirtiest stuff. So I was just like, all right, the dirt master. All right, cool. So I stuck with that name when I was in prison. And I was just, I used to work at Mini Man Press when I came home too. There's another opportunity I had. Mini Man Press. Gotcha. Um, and the graphic designer, she was so skilled. I was like, when I start my business, I want her to make my logo. 
Um, and I also, like, I didn't want to come out of the box thinking like a small business owner. Because mm-hmm. when you think, like, all right, I'm a small business owner, you're going to take small steps or you're going to brand smalls. And I, I came out the gate thinking corporate. I want to be corporate. I want my logo to be corporate. I want everything to be big. Like, some people call me crazy. I spent $500 just for my logo alone. But I was like, it was worth it. You know what I'm saying? And I, I came out the box and I just went branding like crazy. And I just stood out. And a lot of people just gravitated to that. So how long did it take you to really get your business going? To be honest with you... I was in a situation where it wasn't too many people coming home from that, that was in the streets and was trying to do stuff good. So when that just put me on a different platform, it's like, he just did time and he trying to start a business. So it's like that first year when people seeing what I could do and they seen me branded, like a lot of people gravitated to that. And so I think like those first years, like it was easy for me to be honest with you. It would have been mm-hmm. no hard. It was more harder for me getting inside certain doors, but that just come with knowing who you know and just making connections. But other than like gotcha. getting out there in the community, people gravitated me real quick, especially so when I showed them. What was your goal? Because it seemed like you've been on a mission. So right. like, what was your goal, and, and what is your goal with the Dirt Master, or even like your entrepreneurship or your philanthropy? Right. Like, what is that goal? Because I know you're on a mission. <laughs> so my goal coming in was just you know to learn the business, right? Okay. Um, I wanted to learn the business, learn the aspects, the ends. I love the business part of it, mm-hmm. um, and then because I knew I can clean, that was simple. I didn't really know that was nothing to me. So I just want to really get my feet wet and just brand for a couple of years. And my ultimate goal is to actually like I want to be a Corporation. So when okay. people that have that want to get into cleaning business, mm-hmm. they can build a franchise up under my business because I feel like I got the brand in there, I got the name, um, and I feel like I got a product I can sell. So okay. I want to build a corporation that I can franchise to other people that want to come into the cleaning business. Mm-hmm. Also put like cleaning supplies inside stores as well. When I look at like only I see a cleaning supply and I see Mr. Clean. I was yeah. like, my logo next to Mr. Clean, I think I could do something, you know what I'm saying? Some damage there. That's so that's when I, when I, one thing, the logo is bomb. Cause when I first saw it, the logo it stood out, you know, and, and like I'm a, I'm a I'm a branded professional, you know what I mean. And I see something that, that catches my eye. It's not a lot, you know, that I see actually small business owners having the type of branding that catch my eye. And I like the brand. And I like the whole whole move. See, my my take when it comes to small business owners is similar to what you you know stated. It you know you can't think like a small business owner. I see so many small business owners come out, you know, they may just put like a, a sign on the side of the car, you know, to say whatever their business may be right. or whatever. But I don't I think when I think when you met me, I think I had the truck. Right. I think I had the truck. But that's like that's my style. You know, if you if you're gonna go in, we're gonna go all the way in. Right. You know what I mean? It's like there's no turning back. We're burning all bridges. Right. And so, you know, like having a full car wrapped with your business. You know, to just make that statement, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. You know what right. I'm going hard. So that stood out yeah. to me. You know what I mean? I, I, I like that type of brand. Appreciate just that. to be bold. You know what I mean? Because nobody's going to support you more than you can, you're going to support yourself. Definitely. You know what I mean? So you can't come out half-stepping when we're talking about building our business. So I like that part of it. And I like it. I, I like the drive and and. And I don't know. I don't know the real, the real motive and mission. Why you go so hard? Maybe because you don't want to go back. You know, you don't want to go backwards. And I talk about a lot of this stuff about how we grow. You know what I mean? And and, and the the length and and where we come from. You know what I mean? It's so easy, right. To go back, right? It's so easy to go back. What's been what's been some of those challenges? Like you know, what I mean, because I already know success don't come without challenges. Right. Definitely, man. Yeah. Uh, man, people don't know it. I ain't scared to talk about it, man. I didn't have, I'd have been evicted. I didn't have repos. Even my business truck, I had wrapped. I lost that. You know what I'm oh, saying? Man. Just having, 
like, you know, personal stuff, dealing with personal stuff, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? There's a few times that I I've, I fell back to the street sometimes, but it was like, like, nah, it just didn't feel right. It's like, you know what I'm saying? I got too much on the table that I'm leaving behind, you know what I'm saying? And it's crazy, like, God put me in a position that if I even try to look back, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to be what Charlamagne called the donkey of the day, you know what I'm saying? He's like, I didn't done so much, it, it ain't even worse. So I just, sometimes I just deal with it, like, you know what? But, you know, I've been through them challenges. I lost everything, you know what I'm saying? Like, just a small story one time. I, I prayed, like, God, you give me this, this, and that. I'm gonna do this and that, right? You know, I went mm-hmm. to the casino, like, and I hit for like 10 grand in one day. What'd you do with it? What'd you I, do with it? I went it? back to the casino two days later and lost, lost all of it. So it's just, you oh, know, it's learning. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, just come learning. on, man. Look, we come up. This this is my thing. I don't gamble. I don't like to gamble. Right? <laughs> I don't. So the way I always see things, and I know my view is probably a lot different than a lot of people's view, but uh, who cares? So, I don't gamble for one reason, because I don't feel like, you know, there's anything such called as such as luck. Right. I just don't feel like anything is, is by luck. I feel like, you know, you 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 work you work for what you want, you put a goal, you put a goal in front of you, you work to accomplish that goal. And I feel like God won't put more on your plate than you can handle. Right. And whatever your goal is, I feel that. He's going to provide the necessary resources for you to accomplish that goal, as long as that goal aligns with what he wants you to be doing. So if he thinks that you need more resources, meaning finances, to apply his mission on a grander stage, he will employ more finances for you to reach a large audience. Definitely. If he thinks that your weakness is finances and you need to become more responsible, then he's going to take away some of those finances because he knows you're not going to stay on track. Yeah. And so that's the way I look at stuff. So I don't really, I don't really go, you know, I don't play the lotto and play the scratch off or any of that. <laughs> and it, because I, I feel that, you know, like my, my value, my worth is based on the foundation and, you know, and what I put out there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I always try to add more value than I take in return. You know what I mean? If I yeah. look around, I try to, Make sure that everybody around me right. is, is doing well. Therefore, I know that I can value, you know, I can I can judge my worth based off the ones that's around me, how they doing. Right. And so, like, that's that's sort of like my mindset and how I try to dictate things as far as, you know, when it comes to financial aspect, when it comes to, you know, setting up my business. And so when you said that you hit for 10,000, that you lost it, <laughs> that tells me. You had some bad intentions <laughs> on that ten thousand. I probably did. I probably did. <laughs> <laughs> you know the funny thing did. about it. I got a good friend of mine. You know what I'm saying? He he in the church. Um, and he prophesied over my life. And I was like, bro, I'm doing all this stuff in the community. Why I'm still taking these losses? Mm-hmm. And he was like, I was like, he was like, what you doing? I'm, like, I'm gambling still. You know what I'm saying? So he was like, you know what? He, I'm, you know, so I'm be honest with you. He said the devil know what you'll do with the money, you know what I'm saying? He was like, he going to do whatever for you to keep taking those losses because I got a big heart and I be having Mm -hmm. some big dreams. To be honest with you, my business supposed to be in a corporation. Like, I supposed to be in half different franchises. Tell tell me about the business. (laughs) So we got the business. I know it went down. Now, how was your business structure and, like, how... Were you working on business credit or how how was that? To be honest with you, like, I'm just doing that this year. And that's, like, like, to be honest with you, I'm just doing that. That's why I said I don't don't care if I make a diamond business this year. Like, I want to get everything straight. Now, like, credit, my business credit, my taxes. I want to get all that straight. I don't even okay. care about making no money this young business. I want to make sure I got that paperwork right. That's the only thing I'm about yeah, this And that's, look, that's extremely important. Most small businesses fail 
because the lack of business structure and the lack of business credit and the resources. Yeah. That's one that's like I sort of changed my platform and, and what I want to push out this year because I've seen so many people falling by the wayside just because of those three things. You know, and I feel that, you know, if if I can help more people at least get on the right track when it comes to getting a business, you know, structure right or at least understanding that there is a such thing called a business credit, you know, right. Duns and Bradstreet, pay that score. You know, there is a such thing as that. Right. And if you can establish that separate from yourself, then there's light at the end of the tunnel Definitely. for the business because you you don't have to be the personal guarantor for everything. Right. You know what I mean? And so a lot of people, you know, they, they don't, I don't think they take this stuff as serious as they should, but, um, there's a lot of opportunity when it comes to business. And at the same time, I know you can get a lot more business credit and funding for the business once that business has established its own legs. Right. So, you know, um, my hat off to you, man. Good, good luck on putting, getting all that stuff together. But, you know, um, if you need any guidance on that, you know, you always know you can hit me up now. Definitely. Definitely will. That, that's what I'll be pushing. <laughs> I, you know, I want to see our businesses grow from small businesses to larger corporations. You know right. what I mean? And be able to do more. The better the small businesses do, the better we all going to do. Definitely. You know what I mean? Because that's the whole ecosystem. Right. That's how we thrive. So at this point, at the moment in your business, what was that turning point where you feel that, you know, I got it figured out. This is what I want to do. And I'm going to push hard on that. What was that turning point? Was it the marketing? Was it the other entrepreneurship that you were doing with a nonprofit? Like, what, what was that? Or where is the passion at now? It was just majority of like you know you know I deal with a lot of people that's coming out of the system right mm-hmm. and just seeing how a lot of people have barriers of getting jobs um and just recently so I was able to work on the new UCF building they just put downtown um it's another person that had a cleaning business for about twenty years she mm-hmm. asked me to come be the project manager so I oversee the cleaning crew on the whole project right. Nice. Um, and everybody that I had on my cleaning crew was somebody coming out of the system. They all had a felony conviction, and we had a couple guys that was in um, um, federal highway house. And that was what made me realize that I really needed to change everything because I was like, if I can get on these contracts, I can hire more people that's coming out of the system and not just hire them. Because anybody I hire, I want to pay them at least $15, $17 an hour. I could pay them higher than what they gotcha. offer them everywhere else. So I was like, you know, for me able to do that, I got to get all my stuff right, you know what I'm saying, order and just really gotcha. do that. So. So I see a lot of people jumping in the cleaning business. You don't think it's a lot of competition now? Because no. To be honest with you, so last year, 2018, the cleaning business um, brought in 58 billion dollars in the industry. 58 billion dollars. So that just tell me it's it's definitely it's a niche for it. Um, and I always tell people because people hit me up every day and they'll be like, I didn't think you was gonna talk to me. I'm like, Nah, I'm, I'm walking. Come on, come get into the cleaning business. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I always tell people you gotta have a passion for it. You know what I'm saying? Don't make sure you get into it because of the money. Make sure that's something that you really like doing. Because if you don't really like doing it, you're gonna find yourself going backwards. Or you know what I'm saying? You're gonna come just like give up. So I just tell yes. them make sure you got a passion for it. And, and what I mean by that niche is you got carpet cleaning, you got um, pressure washing, you got restaurant cleaning, you got commercial cleaning, you got construction. It's a whole bunch of different cleaning. So you just gotta find gotcha. stuff. So what's your niche? What's your niche? In that? Now I'm going for construction cleaning. I'm tired of cleaning people's houses. I don't want to clean restaurants. I don't care about cleaning offices. I didn't did all that. I want to do okay. it just strictly do construction cleaning, working on these new development projects so I can hire people coming out the system. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Nice. So tell me a little bit about the the other aspect, because I see you doing a lot of a lot of pushing and promoting for rights. Right. So tell me tell me a little bit about that, because I've been seeing you going heavy lately, and I know we got some... <laughs> 
he got some success stories going on. Yeah, so you know, I'm a part of Florida Rights Restoration Coalition. Um, that's my team, my A team. I love mm-hmm. them to death. I've been there for about five years now. Okay. Um, and for the people that's listening, um, Florida Rights Restoration Coalition is a group that passed Amendment 4 that restored the voting rights to ex-felons in the state of Florida. Um, nice. So we just been going across the state, just engaging people that's coming out of the system. They love ones. Man, man. I, look, I appreciate that hustle, man. Like, <laughs> Thank you. You know, we need, we need that. We appreciate need that. It. So yeah, um, and I'm actually now working on a statewide project where I'm going around the state putting on different couple of events in different counties. Um, tomorrow I'm going out to Miami. I'm gonna be in Miami for the weekend. Um, you going to the Super Bowl? No, nah, I ain't. So I'm gonna be back here for the Super Bowl. So I'm actually doing a homeless event. Um, we showing the Super Bowl to the homeless people. Um, oh, downtown wow. in the middle of Paramount. So I'm gonna be back here for the Super Bowl. But got some speaking the game. That's what's to up, do. man. Look, God had a plan for your life. Exactly. You're out here impacting <laughs> people's lives in a major way. I like that. Appreciate it. I like that. So um. So outside of the 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 rights, you got the business. What's what's else? What else is in 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 store? What's on your path now? Um, you know, working with the homeless population. That's a part of my nonprofit. Uh, I feel like we just feed them. Mm-hmm. We don't really give them an opportunity to get like financially. So I'm trying to put a couple of proposals together that I can get support from the city. Okay. Um, so I can hire the homeless people. Um, then just really trying to my family, bro. Like just spend time because I be, I be so busy. Like I don't really spend. I, I live with my family, but it feel like I ain't really there. Like always so on the move. I'm on the move. So I'm trying to scale back and just be able to spend time with them and just like like value them a lot, bro. Got you, got you. And then uh, I noticed, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, but I know you had gotten to the party scene. Uh, I don't know how how many parties it was, but I seen you was clean. Uh, <laughs> what, what was that? What, was, was that a, like a, um, a formal party? Or? Yeah, so the adult prom. Yeah, dope prom. The, the, got the you. Dope prom. Um, that was just, just like you know, if you think about it, so many people missed their prom. And I was coming at it like I was in prison for my prom. Like how many other people? So missed that's it? where it came from. Oh, okay. Trying okay. to you know what I'm saying get my you know what I'm saying that prom and we had we had a good turnout with it. You know we're looking to do it again this year. Um, and maybe not this year, next year though. But we want to take it a little bigger. But it's a fun event when people just dress up. You know, just have a good time and just be able to vibe. So got you. So in business, everybody has somebody who inspired them. Who inspire you in business? Like who 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 do you look up to, or who do you try to model, or like what is that role model for? So you? I got a mentor named Jeff. Jeff, um, and you know I don't mind saying he don't mind me saying he, he's a white individual, right? Uh-huh. And the reason I cling to him, right, because I, I looked up to so many black men, like and it, it made me mad, like and they just like I don't know if I scared them, my vision scared them, mm-hmm. like like they just like did me dirty, and it was like you know what I'm saying, like how y'all supposed to look up to well, y'all. And I met Jeff by one of my black mentors, you know, messing me over. And ever since then, like, man, him and his family took me in. Like, you know what I'm saying? Jeff Jeff got a very um, successful um, construction business. And Jeff ain't on no social media platform. So, yeah. and, and he do, like, numbers. He he good. And I was like, for him to do that, he ain't on social media platform. I need to scale back a little bit and just, like, you know. But he, he teach me everything I need to know and show me the ropes. So. Got you. So that's okay. my go-to, man. So that's your go-to. So what is what what is your your the biggest mistake that you made in business? The biggest mistake I made is doing business without no paperwork. Ooh, doing just business taking, without no paperwork. Doing no paperwork, just trusting trusting my people and be, having it like a verbal contract and just oh, like, so no contracts and oh well, ah, man, I got burnt by that. Oh yeah, that's, that's the number one rule. Right. So now it's like, nah, I don't care if you. I just had a client got mad at me, you know what I'm saying? Told me he'll never do business because I was like, I can't move forward until I, I, we sign this paperwork. And it's like, like, I never do business with you. All right, cool. 
I, ain't, I can't get I got miles to feed You know what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> I can't come back home You know what I'm saying Cause like And it's about that Cause I provide quality work You know what I'm saying I don't come yeah. half step But I do good work You know what I'm saying I'd be expecting to get paid So but if I ain't got nothing On paperwork You know what I'm saying Basically You can say I ain't did nothing for you And uh, people really be doing that I got so. you <laughs> Yeah you know the, the crowd here in Orlando Is a little bit different You know um, You know I'm from Atlanta So um, the vibe there in Atlanta is, is a lot different from it is here. Uh, when I when I first relocated from Miami up to Orlando, you know, I, I got a different vibe. You know, I, I got a lot of pushback, a lot of resistance from um, fellow coworkers. You know what I mean? And um, but I didn't let that stop me. You know, it's a it's all it's all good. So you know, with that being said, I'm just saying sometimes you know people look at you more as a competition. Then you know that's why a lot of them. They probably wanna. They probably wanna be in your shoes. Far they wanna have your heart for right. you to you know, come from where you come from and be able to continue to strive and push forward. You know, we always look at ourselves as not being as fully accomplished as we like to be, but right. from the eyes of somebody else, you know what I mean? It's like you didn't you didn't took a lot of strides and you didn't made a lot of accomplishments that other people would like to be in those shoes. You know what I mean? Because some people just be stuck in the mud and they can't get out. So right. when they see somebody with a positive energy moving forward. You know what I mean? Sometimes they just don't, they don't give you that extra hand. You know what I mean? They close right. the book on you. They don't want to give you the secrets. You right. know what I mean? Even though they already know, you already saw the page. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, I already know how the vibe could be here. And, and you know, I, I took it, I took it for what it was worth, you know, and I think that we all have to take it for what it's worth. Because you, essentially you look at Orlando, it's, it's more like a melting pot. Yeah. It's not, you know, you have the original people who are here, but, you know, you have a lot of people who are migrating here to Orlando because of their opportunities. Right. And I also feel that because of that same scenario, you have the people who are here, that, you know, they all they don't too much gravitate to the new people that are coming because they feel like, you know, some of the opportunities are being passed over for them. Right. For the new people who's coming in and taking advantage of that. But, I mean, it's... You know, it is what it is. And sometimes, you know, you have people who are from here and, you know, it's like a crab in the bucket yeah, mentality. You know what I mean? They don't want to see you go. They don't want to see you grow. They don't right. want to see you come out. They want to, you know, want you to stay down where they are. So, um, and blessings to you, man. I'm glad you're able to, you know, the progress. You know, it looked like you got your head on right. It looked yeah. like, you you know, the momentum is there. I know the passion and the mission is there. I see you moving. So, Appreciate man, it. you got to keep doing what you're doing, boss. And um, whatever you need from me, man, you know. You know, my, my phone line is always open, boss. Uh, man, thank you for coming, boss. Thank appreciate you for coming, man. Uh, yes, sir. So um, that's all <laughs> That's all we got, boss, man. Appreciate you stopping by. Anytime. Table Man's Man with CP. Uh, love to have you again, man. Anytime. And you call me on here. Anytime you call me, I'm going to come.